I forgot I used to like Limp Bizkit. They were such a thing. Yeah, they you were. Wasn't their new album that came out like last year? Was it last no. year or the year before? No. Honestly, not bad. They're not bad. They're they're, they're still performing. Still, all, uh, the whole band's together now. I know yep. uh, the guitarist, what's his name, left, yeah. and then they did that album without him. It sucked. Um, Was he the guy with the weird eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, their last album that came out actually isn't bad, but it's weird because it's still like a time capsule of the 90s. just came out in yeah. 2022. Um, and it was so yeah. intertwined with wrestling with The Undertaker doing rolling, rolling, rolling. Yep. Then they did yep. the My Way the Highway. I remember going to to get yeah. this album. Um, yeah. That was, yeah. Did this come out at the same time as Eminem's second album? I feel like this came out around the time of Eminem, one of Eminem's albums. Uh, we, no, you, I think... I think I saw my friend buying Marshall Mathers LP when I was buying this. Yeah, okay. Makes I sense. think that's something like that. Or maybe he was buying this, one of those. I just, this was 99. This, together. this was 99. This was 99. So, yep. so he might have been buying the very first Eminem album then. I, I know I bought the came out in like two. May. I bought the two of them together, I'm pretty sure. Fuck, um, I was probably with you. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> 1999, I don't think so. I don't know. But yeah. Um, so let's jump into the show. We're going to start off with the Fat Fucks. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Come on. Last year, you got me into Wild Bill Soda. Mm. Um, side note. This, side yeah. note, on Amazon, you can actually buy Wild Bills and you can subscribe to it and save money if you wanted to get a 12-pack for oh, like nice. 28 bucks. Oh, um, that's not bad. That's yeah. pretty much what it is on the site. I like to get the uh, the mug and you do the, get the, free mug, the deal because yeah. I like yeah. the, I like the, I mean, it's like 60 bucks, but you get the 12-pack and you get the mug and their mugs are fucking really good. And you get a cool metal straw, too. I like those metal yeah, straws. Yeah, which fucking with. almost knocked all of my teeth out because I yeah. forgot it was in there. Yeah, they are. Like you got to be careful with the metal straw. Uh, don't, wild, don't have alcoholic beverages. <laughs> wild Bills came out with two new flavors today. Um, inspired by Ring Pop, the candy. Um, it's going to be Berry Blast and Blue Raspberry. Um, I actually like Blue Raspberry, so I'm going to say, try this. Blue Raspberry is my favorite flavor of anything. Yeah, I think so, too. Which is funny because it's not even a real flavor. It's, it's not like a flavor. Made up. Yeah, it's, it's a, a chemical. But... Uh, Anything blue raspberry, I'm all about, so yep. I'll be getting a 12-pack of that. I used to love the blue raspberry slush puppies. Not Icy's, because yep. slush puppies are totally different. I love slush puppies. Yes, you you posted that like two days ago on yeah, Facebook, I did. didn't you? Yeah, I did. I remembered uh, I used to get one of those every time I did good in baseball, so I had one in my entire life. Yeah, slush puppies are amazing. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> do love them. Mr. Mike's. Yeah. yeah, they don't carry them anywhere anymore. Uh, that's one, one of the things that will get lost in time, but... Um, yeah. Wendy's under fire this week because they <laughs> funny. on a Monday or Tuesday or even earlier than that they came up with a plan during a during a uh, call for the CEOs and everything where they wanted to test Uber style surge pricing where 
when it's busier in the day, they were going to charge more for the items on the menu. So the, if you wanted to buy a burger when it's really, really busy, the prices were going to skyrocket up to kind of offset. Well, everybody on the internet backlashed because of this. So like two days later, Wendy's decided to backtrack and say, no, 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 hold on. That's not what we're doing. What we're saying is we're going to lower the prices during the off-peak hours. So it'll be lower, but it's not going to go higher. We're going to lower it when it's better. <laughs> so in other words, they're they're just they're, so they're just a gas station twisting it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're twisting it. They're probably going to raise the prices for everything now and then just lower it during the, the it's like that, uh, non-peak hours. Gas episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Every time we go back in there, they keep raising the price on us. <laughs> crazy but yeah yeah they're under they're under backlash this week also kfc is bringing out a fried chicken pizza in the u.s this is coming out soon and if not already um okay. it's gonna have a chicken cutlet and i believe it's pieces of chicken and they're gonna put cheese and, and sauce and pepperoni on top of it and this is gonna yeah be that looks disgusting thing. it looks gross um i hear uh, it i have like seen chicken the... parmesan though have you I've somebody at Ruby's, one of the cooks there, made one of those. They made like the crust out of the chicken and everything, yep. and made like a cheese pizza. And the bartender let me try it, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's just like chicken um, parmesan. I would not is. get it from KFC. I wouldn't get it. But from you can KFC. look up recipes. <laughs> no. You can get recipes online to make it. You just throw basically just chicken breast in the blender with some breadcrumbs and eggs, and make a crust out of it, and then just make a pizza out of it. It's not even that. This is just fried chicken with sauce and cheese yeah. on top. That's all it is. So that's yeah. just disgusting. I'd rather yeah. if it was like fried chicken with like. A side of just like a sauce to dip it in, like a pizza sauce with pepperoni chunks in it. That would probably that would, be better. That'd be better than whatever the fuck this thing is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a monstrosity. But yeah, it's gonna be a countrywide. So if you're around a KFC, um, what we watched this week, I, I didn't watch a lot. We did see a couple of good movies. We're yes. gonna talk about in depth. Um, we're gonna talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm first. Now, I haven't watched last week's episode. Yes. You have. Bring that I up did. briefly, and then we're gonna talk about the big news from Curb this week in, in the comedy world. Yes. Um, so I watched it late, so I don't remember a lot of the particulars, but I did take some notes here, which I forgot I took. So thanks for pointing that out. It was like midnight at Sunday when I was watching it, so I was like half asleep laying in my bed on my iPad. But um, it's basically there's a breakfast loophole they try to find as far as they go out to someplace. Same thing you saw in like Big Daddy 2000, whenever that movie came out, where they go to the country club and it's like 5 after 11 and they won't allow them to make breakfast. Um Bring in outside food. Larry brings in his own eggs <laughs> to the restaurant. And then he goes back into the kitchen and he's like, those are not my eggs. I can tell which eggs are mine. Those are not my eggs. And he gets through a fight with the chef over if they're his eggs or not. Um, so I wanted to bring up, does this happen in restaurants? Yes, it does. Uh, hmm. People all the time, especially now that everyone has all these allergies, they'll bring in their own. It's not a big deal for us. I mean, it's just usually microwaving something or something, throwing something on the grill or whatever. But they will bring in their own like gluten-free whatever pasta whatever sometimes, and if we can, we try to we try to accommodate, um, so to speak. Wow. Um, and the other crutch crutch uh, crutch of this episode was that eggs are he argues that eggs are an all-day food, which mm -hmm. I agree with. And have we ever talked about eggs? That's why I wanted to bring a sidebar, of fat fucks. How do you feel we, on eggs? I don't think we have. Um, I don't. I don't like scrambled because they get cold. Eggs get cold anyway, but scrambled yep. seem to get colder than most eggs. Not a big fan of scrambled. Um, I like I like medium to sunny side around there. You a like little bit, the a yolk? little bit of runny, a little bit runny, a little bit of runny. 
Um, okay. And I like it if I'm having like a t- if I'm having eggs, I usually have toast on the side to get the egg the runny yeah. egg at the end. But yeah. Yeah. I uh I do usually over easy. I, I pretty much have eggs every day because it's easy. It's cheap. Yeah. Over it's a good easy. Protein. Over easy. I do over easy. What I would and I just with. toss them onto a piece of toast and throw a little yeah, bit good. of uh hot sauce on it. Like yep. I like the Cholula has a chipotle, so it's not even spicy at all. It just has really good flavor. Nice. Um, a little bit of that on it, or if I want to go spicy, I go with their sweet habanero, which is also very good on it. Um, yeah, I love eggs. I just wanted to bring that up. And basically, this whole episode is basically the anonymous episode from season five, six, where Ted is anonymous, but it's different. It's it's you'll see when you see it. I don't want to spoil it. It's okay. pretty fucking funny. But uh, yeah, definitely watch it, and uh, we'll we'll recap both of them, five and six, next week. What are your thoughts on Curb currently? Like, uh, how it has a shot? Has the show lasted longer than it should have? Does it should it have has ended it years? Or... Has it has should it have ended years ago? If they're gonna end it, I think the Michael J. Fox ending would have been the best one, which I oh, believe is the I'm one asking. they ended up taking like a four year break from. Um, that's why I'm asking. I think that so would too. be the one. Um, up until then, it was perfect. Um, it's these been last couple miss. seasons, very, very similar to miss. Always Sunny, where it's very hit or miss. Not too much to go back to a lot of times, um, but it, I still enjoy it, and I'm glad it's there. Yeah, um, I do. I do enjoy it. It's so, still funny, funny moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and to me, also, like I grew up watching Seinfeld, and even the earlier seasons took a lot from Seinfeld. The later seasons take even more from Seinfeld. Yeah. So it's almost like he was getting creatively bankrupt or whatever. But uh, yeah. Um, big news this week. How do I say goodbye? Comedian Richard Lewis, who was starred on this show from the very, very beginning. Uh, we yep. just mentioned him last week when he was on the uh, episode. He was on. He actually was on Curve last week. And uh, yeah, he died. He was uh, he was battling. Uh, cancer, uh, no, MS or uh, yes, was it MS, something MS? like that. Uh, Parkinson's, that's what it was. Was it actually and, Parkinson's? Okay. Yeah, it's in the notes. Um, he was just diagnosed and came out with the information in last April, um, but he actually died of a heart attack in in his home. Uh, Seventy six years old. Uh, growing up, we used to see him on late night shows. He was interviewed. Yep. He was on Howard Stern when I used to listen all the time. Um, he's everywhere. Very funny. He's been- Random TV shows. Didn't he have a uh, TV show with Jamie Lee Curtis at one yeah, point? Yeah, which I hear is fantastic. I know a lot of people love it. I I wish we could find it because I'd, I'd love to at least watch a few I'll episodes. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But, um, yeah, rest in peace to him. He's so fucking funny on Curb, but he's just funny in general. The um, um, the sad thing, too, is the last scene, unless he's in another episode, is I think wasn't he and Larry like discussing their wills? Yes, he wanted to, he wanted like to put, last scenes. He wanted to put Larry into his will. And of course, Larry's like, "No, you're not putting me. You're not putting me in your will." And they're yeah. having a fight in the middle of the golf course. This is the golf course episode with a coyote, and they're fighting over that. And that's pretty much it. Was all about death, and it was all about Richard Lewis dying and putting him in yep. his will, and he wouldn't do it. Now, if that's the last scene they have, if he doesn't come back for the season, yeah, it's a kind of a poignant, a poignant uh, way of yeah. uh, ending they on the show. They kind of nailed it. I mean, um, I, he probably assumed he didn't have much left, so he probably he looked knowing very it was the last sick. season. I'm assuming, knowing it was the last season, he knows he doesn't have much time left. That's probably why they did that. That probably is the last time you see him on the show. Um, he looked very sick in that episode. He was yeah. he was sitting down the whole entire time in the golf cart and he's, in the restaurant. He's um, looked bad for a few years, but yeah, he has. Uh, but yeah, he's so funny. Uh, Larry came out with a statement through uh, the Curb Your mm. Enthusiasm social medias. Uh, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital for the mo- and for most of our life. 
He's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today he made me sob and for that I'll never forgive him. That is so poignant. I think I told you yep. in the notes that he's just the smartest person in the room. Um, oh, yeah. Just a perfect, perfect send-off to somebody that was such a iconic comedian. Um, yeah, rest in peace to Richard Lewis. Um, if mm. you have if you have a chance, go back and watch clips of him on the Howard Stern show. Uh, comedy routines. Go watch that show if you can find it. There may be some something on YouTube. Just watch clips of him. He's so, so naturally funny. Um, and of course, on Curb, he's yep. just turned up. Like everybody that on, that's on that show is just turned up to eleven. Um, their character on the show is uh, he's himself, but he's he's turned up to eleven. Like same with Larry and and Jeff and everybody else. So. Uh, rest in peace to Richard Lewis. Um, gonna bring up Halo episode five. This is a continuation of last week, the fall of Reach. You see the you see the actual fall of Reach. You see him starting to glass the planet and turning it in, into a big shiny, um, destroyed planet. Um, it's an amazing. This show is amazing. Um, now they're about halfway through, and the rest of the the rest of this is gonna set up Halo. I'm guessing. The very end of this, it's so hard to pinpoint where this show is going to go because you know they're going to get to the ring. They're setting it up. There's just so much story to get there. Um, but by the end, I'm guessing the very last scene of this is them either flying to the ring, seeing the ring in the distance, or landing on the ring. Um, that's kind of where this is all going. Um, I don't think we're going to see the flood. I don't think we're going to see any of the stuff that we saw in the first game yet. That'll be third season. I think even the producers of the show and the director of the show is saying that, yeah, we're thinking about, we're, we're thinking ahead and the flood and all of that still still coming. Uh, probably third, fourth season. They're going to stretch this out as much as they can because this is still all prequel to the first game. Um, and I never really played past the second game because when you had to start playing as the Covenant, it was just so fucking weird. Um, but, they're trying to find Cortana. Cortana was stolen on Reach by the Covenant. So Master Chief doesn't even have his suit. He's fighting without his suit. The uh, UNSC left the planet before the Covenant landed. Took all of the suits for the Spartans. So he has no suit, no Cortana. He's just a, he's just a human with kind of superhuman... More, more than superhuman strength and... Um, without a suit. So right now they're going through space, trying to fort find Cortana, trying to find his suit. Um, once he gets that stuff back, um, it's going to be interesting to see if they go right to the right to the planet or what's going to happen. Um, season two also, which I haven't been bringing up, the problem with season one, which I think I mentioned when I watched it last time, is there are so many intertwined stories throughout that just kind of they just kind of spun off. There's like one episode where there was this Asian girl. It was just centered on her. You didn't see Master Chief at all in the episode, and it just it felt out of place for that season. Now they're bringing all of those storylines that they had intertwined, and they're bringing them all into one combined unified story in season two. Um, they're all on the same ship. Kind of simplifies the storytelling to have them all together rather than having just having going to planet to planet, planet, seeing who's doing what at different times of the show. It's very confusing in season one. Season two is bringing it all together. So they're not, they're not, a, they're not, they're not apart, and it does does make it does make the viewing a lot easier. Um, yeah, it's a great show. I I can't wait to see this. I think there's eight episodes, I believe, and if that's the case, there's three more left. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, so, found out last week, Kevin is going on a vacation. 
Mm. He's going to Florida, correct? And you mentioned Tennessee. Um, Maybe Nashville. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. So we may be not taking breaks, but we may be doing really, really short episodes because Kevin's not going to be watching much during that time. So we wanted to watch two things. Um, One, we are going to start our MCU watch. Now, Deadpool 3 comes out in the end of July. So I kind of figured if we watch two movies a month between now and then, we can watch all the movies from the MCU that came out after Spider-Man Far From Home. Starting with Black Widow, and towards the end of this month, we'll, we'll do Shang-Chi. But we're going to start with Black Widow today. Um, and Black Widow was the first movie after the pandemic, the, MC, the MC, first MCU movie that came out. Um, they had already come out with WandaVision and Loki on Disney+. Plus. That was the first things that released for, the, for these uh, phases. Um, and that was, po- that was post-COVID. That was after all the delays. This movie had been delayed three times. Supposed to come out in May 2020. It got delayed three times. Finally released on July 9th in such a controversial way. Um, this was the 24th in the franchise. 24th movie. Um, the first attempt to make Black Widow was in 2004 by Lionsgate. Um, never came to fruition. Rights reverted back to Marvel Studios in 2006. And then Iron Man came out and the rest is history. Um, it became part of the Marvel Studios uh, plan. Um, then she showed up on first on-screen appearance in Iron Man 2 in 2010. Uh, she had a uh, quick cameo in that, um, became an assistant to Tony Stark, and then you find out later on that she was working for Nick Fury all along, and uh, the rest is history. Um, Disney had a theat- theatrical fuck-up with this. Um, at the time, they were doing a lot of this. I remember Max did this too, where they were coming out with, uh, they were coming out with the movies in the theater, but at the same time, they were doing data digital where you would, like, for example, we're going to be re- reviewing Dune 2 today. Dune 1 was released around this time. Dune 1 was released on digital and theatrical on the same day. And this is done the same way. However, Disney Plus did had the idea where they were going to charge $29.99 on Disney Plus to have this premium Disney premium way of watching Black Widow. You still had to pay for your Disney Plus subscription. However, for an additional 29.99, you were able to view Black Widow. Kind of like a kind of like you were buying it as long as you were always a member of Disney Plus, which is which is kind of shady to begin with. Uh, plus it's 29.99. They kind of fig- that they figured that price being like what would a family cost going to the movie theater? pretty much. That's where they get that idea. It's really not that expensive, but it did fuck up the rest of the digital releases because now everything is twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Unless like you randomly get like the Iron Claw, I think it was still like nineteen ninety nine. But a lot of things have gone to twenty nine ninety nine while they're still in theaters. So it fucked up the digital and plus for people like us. There were no deals at the time for yep. something this is very I mean it was post COVID COVID. There was no it was unprecedented. So the stars came out. Uh, Scarlet ended up suing for lost earnings Settled out of court with Disney. They had a falling out because of it. Um, she had already died in the MCU and Endgame. So this is this whole entire movie is basically a prequel anyway. But, however, it did give her a sour it's taste for useless. everything. This whole movie is useless. I There's parts of it it's that useless. are. Parts of it that are. However, I'm going to yes, talk about the good the parts. the entire thing. No, it's not. There are good parts to it. David Harbour in this movie is great as the Red Guardian, and I can't wait to see him in Thunderbolts. I think he's fantastic in this. Um, he ha- kind of has this... We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, 
But the movie is about a Russian sleeper agent family living in America in the 1990s. Um, and they have to flee when, kind of when they're found out that they're living in America. Um, you have Red Guardian. You have, who is David Harbour. Um, you have Rachel Weiss as the mother, Melina. Um, you find out later she's kind of the scientist of the Red Room. The brain control technology that they end up having that controls all the Black Widows. Um, and you have Florence Pugh debuting as Yelena, Natasha's sister. Um, and eventually she becomes a Black Widow and she goes into the program. Because they end up getting found. And when they get found, um, they, the, uh, they get separated as a family. Um, Red Guardian gets sent to prison. Melina's running this, this, this stuff in somewhere in the desert somewhere. And Natasha breaks free. Um, ends up becoming a Black Widow when she's younger, and her and her little sister does too. Um, she gets sent through the program. Um, Natasha breaks free, becomes an agent of Shield with a plea deal that she made um, by killing the bad guy in this movie, who she thought she killed, but she didn't actually. Um, but yeah, the whole Rus Russian Red Room thing explained in this is kind of sterilizing women um, to be ruthless assassins with no connections or no consequences. Uh, it's basically what the whole entire program is. Um, but yeah, the very beginning of the movie starts with a slowed down emo haunting version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, if you remember, Bat the Batman did that too with, um, yep. I can't remember the song. Um, the Nirvana. God. Something uh, yeah, in the Fish in the Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Some, yeah. But yeah, this is set before Infinity War. This is set right, right after they're on the run from Civil War. So this is Natasha's last mission before Thanos arrives on the planet. And this is also the final appearance of William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. He, in the movie, he has a cane the whole entire time. Um, a very quick cameo in the beginning and the end. Um, in, in the movie, he has a triple bypass. That's, that's how they explain it. Um, but in actuality, he had cancer at the time. And uh, yeah, this is his very last appearance. I don't know if it must have been on film in general. but um, And of course, um, Harrison Ford's taking over that role for Thunderbolts. Um, but yeah, Russia, Russia's, uh, Red Guardian, uh, was Russia's successful attempt at the super soldier serum after Cap goes missing in the 1940s. Um, while he's in prison, David Harbour's Red Guardian says that he has a history with Captain America in the 1980s, um, while he was still frozen. This kind of brought up the question, was the Cap who went through time, uh, to return the stones, was this the cap that he met in the 80s? He's very he's very confident that, yeah, I, I worked with Captain America. I fought with Captain America in the 80s. It was definitely him. To the point where he even tells Natasha, has he talked about me? Has he mentioned me? Who? Well, Cap. I, I saw him in the 80s. Um, I don't know if they'll ever go back to that storyline. It's, it's the one thing that MCU people want to see, MCU fans want to see, is the return of the stones from Endgame and see what happened to, to Steve is kind of a lost thing there, but I don't know if that'll ever happen with, um, with um, what's his name, Chris Evans. Um, so the movie is basically her, Natasha, hiding in Norway after the events of Civil War. Um, watch, and, and there's one scene she's in the trailer, I wanted to bring it up, she's watching uh, 007 Moonraker, uh, probably one of the worst Bond movies I've seen. <laughs> um, Taskmaster is a character is the villain of this movie um in the comic books the character is a mimic who mimics abilities of other superheroes um has agility stamina in this the tax taskmaster is computer controlled and also 
there is retcon to be a female character spoiler in the end of the movie. Um, yeah, so it's a female character. Mimics uh, Black Widow, um, Hawkeye, Captain America. Can pretty much uh, fight any of those and, and know their next move and take them down very easily. Um, she's sent to relieve Yelena. Um, kind of is this uh, movie's MacGuffin is this serum that, that takes the Black Widow program out of these people's minds. Um, and, uh, the bad guy uses it in the red room for hypnosis, hypnosis and brainwashing. Um, and there, and, the, and, uh, Yelena is holding this, uh, serum that kind of gets him out of the mind control. Um, yeah, so the movie's all mind control, espionage, just kind of a thriller in that way. Um, the red room is revealed to be a secret floating sky fortress. That's why they can never find it, because it's always, uh, hiding in the clouds. Um, kind of a cheap, uh, a cheap way, a cheap way of ending that, but, um, Funny moments are led by David Harbour's uh, Red Guardian. Um, Yelena also mocking uh, Nash, uh, Natasha's superhero pose is funny in this movie. Um, another great scene in this is when David Harbour's Red Guardian is doing American Pie. as kind of a family moment, bringing the family together, bringing him and Yelena together. Um, I like that part. Um, yeah, the heart of this movie is centered on the family dynamic. dynamic. Um, but lots of CGI explosions. Lots of crazy, weird shit just because it's a female movie. Um, like I mentioned, they kind of revealed the daughter stuff. Um, Drakoff's daughter, who's Drakoff is the bad guy in this. It was gender-swapped uh, Taskmaster. Um, just because, I guess, it's a female story. Um, which I have no problem with as long as it's good. This is kind of okay, the whole entire movie. Um, but yeah, by the end, the Red Room is destroyed. Um... Natasha's off to uh, off to the next mission, which ends up being Infinity War. And uh, after credits, sets up Yelena getting revenge for Natasha's death. As I said, in current time, um, and Natasha died in Endgame, so uh, Yelena's standing in front of her grave. And uh, what's her name from uh, Seinfeld? Yel Elaine comes in with a pad saying, "This is who killed. Uh, this is who killed your sister." And the picture that you last see picture you see is Clint ba Barton's uh, Hawkeye. Setting up uh, the next place you see Elena and Hawkeye. Um, the movie itself made $80 million in the U.S. opening weekend. Um, $379 million total worldwide gross. Uh, $67 million in revenue on Disney Plus, that premiere access that we were talking about on opening weekend. So it did make some money that weekend on, on that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of... It's like you mentioned. It's, it's an okay movie for you. I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Um, for me, it's, it's a total MCU story. It's about two or three, four years too late. <laughs> you said the same thing about Captain Marvel. I mean, these movies should have came out years ago, but uh, Ike Perlmutter kind of put a stop to any female-led anything. So, um, For me, the movie's about a three and a half. Um, I've, I've rewatched I think this is a third time. This is the only MCU movie of the new phases that I've actually watched multiple times. Um, just because I always want to go through this watch, and I always start here and I end here. Um... But now that we're doing the watch, we'll get through it better. But yeah, about, about a three and a half for me. Um, it's a uh, Morbius 2 for me. Morbius 2. Yeah, Mor Morbius 2. Same as Morbius. I enjoyed Morbius more than this film, but I'll give them both the same score. Yeah, that's that's blast for me, but yeah. Um, Morbius is shit. <laughs> I don't think this shit. is. I don't think this is as shitty, but yeah, I, I get. I get why. I, I get why you don't like it. 
the explosions it's just so it's just so out of out of place in the MCU to begin with how they went back I'm surprised it made almost 400 million dollars in the well it's, it's because it, it was right and you're, you're still you're still living off of plus I mean WandaVision and Loki were huge for Disney plus everybody was at home mm. watching that it was the only MCU stuff you had since uh, Spider-Man Far From Home after Endgame so Endgame everybody was still on that high and then the quality started going down, and that's kind of where we are, we're at right now, where quality is starting to maybe hopefully go up, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, um, it's an okay movie. Not my favorite MCU movie. Um, it's not the it's not the one I would choose out of the 30 movies that are, have been out so far. Um, it's not the one I would choose to watch first, or probably 10th, but and probably, even, probably right down in the middle, maybe even less than that. So... Um, so yeah, you wanted to bring up a movie. I think we're gonna wait wait on talking about it in full because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm just bringing up some because I need to get the thought of Blackwood out of my fucking head. Okay. I thought we were pushing that to next week, but I'll talk about Prisoners real quick. Um. Yeah, I watched Prisoners because I've been watching all of Denny's movies and I'm trying to catch up on them because of Dune. Um, it's fucking great. It is long. It's two and a half hours. I didn't think based on the premise it would be that long, but there is a ton of twists and turns. Okay. And um. The whistling will never leave my head. Okay. And you'll know that after you watch the movie. Okay. Um, but it's really, really fucking good. It's really creepy at times. Um, but it's kind of like up my alley because I watch like Law & Order SVU. It's basically uh, these two guys. Uh, they're like getting together around the holidays. Uh, family, two husband and wives combinations. And their daughters are like playing in the backyard. And their daughters just go missing. Um, so it's them trying to find it. And Jake Gyllenhaal plays the cop. Um, who's assigned to the case. Um, Paul Dano's in it, and he's very good. He doesn't have, like, any dialogue, though, but uh, hmm. it's all about how he reacts to things in this movie. Um, he's very good. Um, Dust Mulchin, uh, that guy from the yep. guy that played Polka Dot Man and Suicide Squad, yep. he's in it. He's very good. Like, the cast is fucking outstanding. Um, the original Rhodey is in it. Um, oh, yeah, Terrence Howard. Yes, Terrence Howard. Yep. He plays uh, Wolverine's friend. Okay. So it's Wolverine and and uh, him. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's really, really good. Yeah, I highly we talk, recommend we, it. We talked about what, like a year, maybe a year and a half ago? How yeah, was... and, I th- and you bought it. I forgot you bought it, and I was like, yeah. I need to watch this movie, because I just randomly was like, I need to watch all of Denny's movies. So, uh, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea that he directed that. Was that his first uh, big movie? That was his first American. Okay, his okay. first yeah, American film. Yeah, I didn't know he directed that. Um, yep. And then you brought up Arrival, which is an okay movie, and also, um, what was the other movie you brought up? I want to um, watch Blade Runner, and I have to watch Blade Arrival. Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. which is an okay movie, too. Um, very visually, and all, those, all of his movies are visually stunning. How How is Prisoners kind of uh, in that realm? Was it a lot of visual... It's shot like a... Uh, it reminded me a lot of um, uh, Fincher. Okay. Uh, it reminded me of Fincher. Um, I want to get your comparisons, even though they're completely different movies. Probably just because, I don't know, something about it reminded me of uh, Zodiac a yeah, lot. Um, I think I'll just the way it, it was shot. I'll watch, so. it in the next, I'll watch it in the next few weeks while you're gone. Okay. That way when you come back, yeah, we'll cover, we'll we cover can, it. Well, we can cover it when I'm, because like I said, I'll be around every Friday. I'll be at a place. I won't be at a hotel any Friday. So okay. we should be able to be fine. Um, I just won't be able to watch too much. So if you watch it, then we can discuss it whenever you watch it. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, but speaking of that, when you come back, when you come back, the whole entire week when you come back, it's going to be huge. you got Ghostbusters, yep. and you got the remake of Roadhouse. Now, I've never seen what? the original. 
when does the remake come out of Roadhouse? Will I still be traveling, or I believe you'll still be traveling. I'm not sure, but it's I think it comes out that last it's, weekend. Yeah. It's gonna be on Prime. Um, actually, maybe the fifteenth. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Okay. Um, but Roadhouse, the original, came out in 1989, starring Patrick Swayze. Um, this is very Patrick Swayze at his time, being the action yes. hero. Um, to the point where he's uh, kind of doing a dirty dancing type dance at the very first scene you see him, and he's kind of shaking his hips in the bar. Um, yep. Movie, the uh, orchestral stuff in the movie is done by Michael Kamen, who did Lethal Weapon and the, mm-hmm. one of the best concert films ever, um, Metallica's S&M. Um, he's oh, since no passed. Shit. Yep. Um, Terry Funk, the wrestler, he is in this yeah. as a uh, as I a saw bouncer. Him and I- texting you i was like holy fuck terry funk's in this i saw this when i was like you said you never saw it i saw it when i was like 10 or maybe even younger and when i was watching this i was just thinking to myself why wasn't this in my rotation with like van damme movies the entire time i was growing up like this should have been like one i watched constantly like we mentioned together in the notes today when we when i was watching it not a lot to this movie however it's just that feeling of 1980s kick-ass fuck them all Beat yep. him up. Plus, he's almost like fighting. A, he's he's almost like an everyman that just knows yes. how to fight. Like he's not like Schwarzenegger, all built and like jacked or Stallone back then. Like he was more in the like diehard like everyman kind of vein, which is what I love about a lot and of those just, older nineties eighties movies. And it just made the movie feel so cool. Um, yeah. I, think, I think that's what I told you earlier. Just it looked cool, felt cool. Just him kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> he lives in the uh, barn from Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing fucking, doing fucking yoga, karate outside of the out of the barn, having sex with the girl on the top of the roof, so the guy across the across the lake that he's having this problem with can watch them having sex. It's just it's so out there, so outlandish, but it's fantastic. It's a great, great, great action, weird action yep. movie. Um, there's a blind band leader in this. Um, yes, I guess he's part of a real band. Um, he yep. was in throughout. He's kind of friends with Dalton, who was uh, his character. Um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Swayze. Also, a s- young Sam Elliott is his one of his good friends, who's also a bouncer. They ha- they go through this bouncer community where they all know each other. Um, at two yeah, I was like, is there where... like some sort of bouncer network back then? Right. Like, what was going on? Everyone knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, ah, uh, he's like, where do you? He's like, ah, uh, double deuce. He's like, oh, you already got a good bouncer there. He's like, not as good as you, kid. And that guy's yeah. been in everything too. The guy that brings him into the double deuce. Yeah. He's he has been, been. In fucking everything. Yeah. In the very end of the movie, where that guy, he just grabs a shotgun and shoots the bad guy, the last one to kill him. Uh, spoilers, but um, this movie goes from saving a bar. To saving an entire town from a controlling local racketeer, kind of mobster type character. Um, and of course, Patrick Swayze's character, Dalton, is right in the center of all this and he has to save the town. Yep. Um, it really reminded me of, of uh, that, that show Banshee I was trying to tell you to watch. It's okay, very much yep. like that show Banshee. Yep. Um, it's just a movie instead of a TV show. But that, this uh, has. The character comes in and saves the town, basically. Yeah, yeah this has a lot of explosions, a lot of killing yep. at the end. Uh, which and at one point the, the the notorious part of this movie is when he rips somebody's throat out as he's trying yes. to fight them. That's that's I couldn't remember if it was his heart or his throat. It's his throat. He rips the guy's throat yep. while he's fighting on, heart, the, on the heart is side. last of the Mohicans is the heart. Yeah, the, the heart is the last Mohicans. You're right. But yeah, he rips the guy's throat out as he's fighting him, and then he throws his body in the lake, and it floats over to the bad guy who lives across the lake. The movie is great. I mean, if you want to just see some just. Just weird knockdown, drag out shit from that has the '80s feel, '80s music, 
Patrick yep. Swayze is just being Patrick Swayze. I, I think it's worth watching. Um, three and a half for me, four, maybe even four, but I think I'm gonna stick with three and a half. Yeah, I go um, with three and a half. Yep. There's not score. much. There's not much, but there's enough to chew on where you'll enjoy it. It's one of those type of movies. Um, yeah. The funny thing about our rating system is, I feel like I'd rather watch a lot more of the movies I give a three and a half than some I would give like right. on rewatch. Like, because the three and a half is like that that fun spot where it's like you don't take it too seriously, and a lot of times you get a more enjoyable experience out of it um, as opposed to like like I'd rather watch this than Oppenheimer. I fucking love Oppenheimer. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I would watch this over Oppenheimer. Like the and, the fun factor yeah. on these movies is just so high. Um, before we get into the big r- review of the movie we saw yesterday in the theater, let's get into a show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the shell. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. I'll start. Um, a friend okay. of mine goes yard sailing, buys a lot of stuff, and posts that stuff on Facebook. And this week she posted a snow globe. Now, you know me. I love musicals. But my favorite musical is Hamilton. So she found this Hamilton snow globe. Which I have never seen anywhere. She says she's found them a few times in her yard sailing, but it's just very, very cool. Um, she saved it for me when I played D&D, picked it up this week, and now it's part of my collection. And I really do love it. Um, <laughs> it takes it takes batteries, and I haven't put them in there yet. Um, and supposedly the thing in the center kind of circles around and it plays uh, music from the from the movie, I guess. Or from the, from the uh, play, but very, very cool. I love Hamilton. Nice. Nice. I cringe whenever I think of snow globes because of Sons of Anarchy. Story. Oh, yeah. There's a snow globe scene, and, I mean, that's all I need to say. Okay. Um, I decided to pivot on what I was originally going to do due to some news that we're going to talk about later. Um, but I did get the Wire box set when it came out, and it came with a bunch of special features that have that were never released before or since. Um, it's just a really, like, dope set. The weird thing about The Wire to me, though, is it's one of my favorite shows of all time, but I wish I could watch it not in HD again um, because it had such a gritty feel. Like, the first two times I watched the series was not in HD, and it just, it had, that's such a gritty show, and it had such a feel of it being shot like it looked like it was on film versus uh, digital. Um, So I wish HBO kept that you could, like, switch back to that option, but obviously they won't do that because it's fucking 2024, and, like, 1% of people would watch it that way. But, uh... I fucking love the wire, but uh, my yeah. problem my problem with the wire, which I don't I know a lot of people don't have the same problem is two I did of the not seasons li- suck. I didn't like the last season at all. Yeah, I don't like two. Chris loves two. I think that's his favorite season. Okay. Uh, the fifth season, outside of Omar, and once his story gets wrapped up, is trash. Yep. Um, when did I watch the wire last? Probably a year and a half ago, I think. Probably and when I, I enjoyed was the fifth season the more. Watch. It's probably when Maybe. I was doing the watch. We were getting into it again because I watched it not too long ago. Um, and that's the only thing I remember is once once um, Ilyas Alba died and kind of the whole entire Kingpin yes. organization died. The kind of show took a turn and it wasn't as good but for to me. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And also they're trying to set up their uh, spinoff show, which I think is the reason why season five was so bad. Is they were they're supposed to have a spinoff show based on uh, the guy that played Littlefinger there. Um, okay, Game of yeah. Thrones. That was uh, he was supposed to have his own spinoff show based on like the politics 
of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it never took off because season five was so like people shit on it so bad. So they basically shot themselves in the foot because they were supposed to launch off season five. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, season five is not very good. I'm not a huge fan of season one, although I do like all the actors. The guy from uh, Halo is in it. He's awesome. Ziggy's in it, who was in the It chapter two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Season five is not great. Yep. But. Um. So yeah, that's our show and tell and our wire quick wire talk. We'll talk about wire the wire a little bit lo- a little bit later. Um, but we watched a movie last night, brand new movie in theaters this week. Uh, kind of mentioned Dune Part Two, the second part of Dune. And the very first episode of this podcast, we did cover Dune Part One. Um, we reviewed it the very first episode, so uh, two and a half years ago. Um, yep. We're just gonna give reactions. We're gonna do a full spoiler review at the end after the episode because. Um, there's some stuff I want Kevin, I want Kevin to explain to me about what's going to happen next without giving too much away, and also yeah. kind of what's happened in the books and, and, and for for this t- first two parts of the movie. I myself only know the cliff shown. notes, but uh, okay. yeah, we'll that's get into fine. That. That's fine. Yeah, well, let's get yeah. into that. But for now, just our reactions to the movies, what we thought leaving the theater, um, kind of having 24 hours to think about it as well. Um, I am going to go see this movie again next week. I've already made plans, um, and. I think it could be the best thing in our lifetime. I even mentioned to you in the theater. It could be the best thing since Empire as far as a second movie is concerned. Because there is a big cliffhanger that sets up a third movie. Um, But you get that feel of, holy shit, this is epic. This is very Empire-esque. And a lot of people were saying the same shit, which I wasn't planning Mm -hmm. on it. But it just felt like that like leaving the theater you just think holy shit this is so epic this world is gigantic there's a lot of cool space sci-fi shit that, they, that he does visually in this movie that just mm-hmm. blows you out the, blows you and blows you out of the way it's just stunning um but we'll get into the details at the end of of how i felt about the story and and, and what may happen later but uh, yeah what were your thoughts on the movie fucking incredible yeah it's incredible it's just this was very this was stunning. my number one movie on the year to look forward to, as you know. I know yours was Deadpool, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, yeah. This was my number one by far. Um, and I'd be shocked if another movie comes out this year that's as good. Completely shocked. Visual, visually, and, visually, yeah, I can't I can't see that happening. The way digital like is I right now. said um, on Facebook, like I just... Frazier just shot the shit out of this movie. Just like he does... I, I think he might be my new favorite cinematographer. Um, he does work on Dune 1 I, is when I got into him uh, he shot the shit out of the Batman Dune 2 hopefully he goes back for the second Batman but uh, visually it's one of the greatest uh, visual experiences I've ever seen and story wise I fucking love the story so we'll talk about the story and, and what it's supposed to do yeah. uh, in spoiler but yeah it did everything it, like it had a checklist of everything it had to do yep. and it fucking nailed everything and I was just so happy that it, it... I was looking forward to it anyways, but it, it did the same thing The Dark Knight did, where I was so looking forward to it, and I just felt like I'd be let down anyways, and it actually surpassed every expectation I had. Um, yep. I loved it and can't wait to see it again. Yep. Yeah, made plans to go. So we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but for now, let's get into the news. And uh, i got one trailer to talk about in the trailer roundup. Um, new movie coming out by M. Night Shyamalan's daughter um, called The Watchers. B- 
based off these people who kind of get lost in the wilderness and, and uh, go into this one house that has a see-through window, when something in the woods is watching them, um, based on a novel, um, it's going to be in the theaters on June 7th, um, mm. uh, not Dakota Johnson, but Dakota Fanning stars in it. Um, and uh, I always get yeah. those two mixed up. Yeah, yeah it's very easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it does look it does look very Shyamalan esque. Uh, done by yes. uh, produced by M Night and uh, and uh, his daughter is actually directing it and written it. So so is um, she gonna go by I Night Shyamalan? Uh, Shana, I doubt it. Shana Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. I think she's best to go with that instead of I Night Shyamalan. It would be great though. Brandon, this looks interesting. It does look good. Uh, Trail looks good. Hit or miss. So yeah, very hit or miss. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, it does look good. That's the only trailer we're gonna talk about. Um, Weekend box office last week. uh, Bob Marley won the box office. Demon Slayer. Uh, second, Ordinary Angels, which I don't even know what the fuck that is, came out uh, with a third. So, um, Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer is a anime movie. Um, and I think it was limited release last weekend. So, eleven yeah, million number two, eleven million for number two is pretty damn good for that. Um, very popular. Um, but Bob Marley, everybody's saying it's great. Uh, that was number one. Um, yeah, I'd like to get to that, but we'll see maybe this. Um, Doom Part Two last night made twelve million dollars in previews. Uh, more than twice as much as the part one. Of course, we mentioned it was on it was on Max at the same time when it debuted. That's yeah. probably why. Um, but yeah, it's gonna have a huge now, weekend. Opening weekend, it's set at eighty right now. And I think. It could uh, be do more. you think over word, under, word of mouth? Going, word of mouth is over? gonna word of mouth is gonna make this movie do huge huge numbers eventually. I think I think it could break a hundred. Yeah. I would even say maybe one ten. Yeah. Um, but the thing is too is it is a long movie, so it you is. get less showings that way. Yeah. But I just think word of mouth is just going to be insane. Plus, it's going to have the I- IMAX screens, yep. so that's always more money in the pocket. So yeah, it did make yeah. huge. It did make huge IMAX numbers last night too. I forgot yeah. the number. It was like six point five million or something like that. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to Virgil Vincent, uh, Mike Jones from WWE. He uh, he was the valet to uh, to a million dollar man Ted DiBiase yep. in the in, in the nineties. I remember him he, from the NWO. Yep. He's, um, uh, he, he's eating breadsticks and meat sauce up in heaven. He yep. worked at the Olive Garden, remember? Oh yeah, and he was on <laughs> he was on Twitter. He was great on Twitter. There's an iconic oh, yeah. meme. Of, there's an iconic meme of him sitting at a Comic Con, uh, looking no for autograph, and no one in line. <laughs> <laughs> this is I- iconic. He'll always live down. Um, yeah, he's just he's just so funny on Twitter. That's kind of what he's been doing the last his uh, old character. 10 years. You, you know why his name was Virgil, right? Yep, you want to bring it up? Yeah, it's all about uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, it was you a it it was a knock on Dusty. Um, yeah, I just Vin, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure was, you knew that. <laughs> yeah, Vince was pissed at Dusty because he left for WCW, and uh, yep. he created this Virgil character. Virgil is the real name of Dusty Rhodes. It kind of, kind of as a way of mocking Dusty for going to WCW. As a, basically being, a slave to the Million Dollar Man, essentially. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, and then of course when he went to WCW, he named himself Vincent in, in the NWO yes. <laughs> after Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Vin, Vincent yep. McMahon. So, um, rest in peace to Virgil. Um, Michael Jackson biopic currently filming, uh, announced the casting of all the, uh, Jackson five members from young to old. Uh, I'm too no, old. Damn it. no one, uh, pigment color is not correct. No, no, Kevin, that's not okay. going to happen. Um, but yeah, no. they're going to have all the brothers. <laughs> Younger and older, none of no, Kevin. Don't get racist. Um, but yeah, they're all they're all uh, they're all in the movie. Also, uh, 
yeah, I guess that's it. I thought I had another thing, but that was it. Um, but yeah, that um, I can't wait for that movie. I was listening to Michael Jackson this week uh, while I was driving. So, um, only murders in the building. I still have, for, I, for some reason I never finished season three. I need to watch it. Um, I do yeah, love, love that, that show. show. I, I just got I just got so busy. Um, yeah, I hear time you. time will be clearing up because I'm losing one of my jobs by the end of the month. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be able to watch more stuff come April first, but. Um, they added Eugene Levy to the cast, who I fucking love for season oh, yeah. four. Um, Molly, awesome. Sh- Molly Shannon also joined the cast, and Eva Longoria. So uh, now, I, I have a question since I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Is this a show I could probably jump into in season four, or should I watch? No, watch it from the beginning. It's just so funny. Okay. It's very funny. The two of them. Com- when you watch Steve Martin and Martin Short together, it's just so funny. And the writing on the show is great. Reminds me a lot of Thirty Rock. Mixed with their stand-up and their routines together. It's very, very good. Selena Gomez is great in it, too, which a lot of people talk about. I'm going to bring it up, too. She's just fantastic in this, too. Um, and all the guest stars are great. Last last year, they had Paul Rudd um, and uh, Meryl Streep. And I think the year before, I can't remember what was the year before, but Tina Fey was part of it. A lot of people was were in this show. It was great. Um, so, yeah, it's on Hulu if you want to watch that. Um, new poster for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which we're going to cover when you get back comes out march 22nd um all the ghostbusters new and old in the in the poster set in front of the uh looks like the uh the the new york stock exchange or something um and uh the whole entire new york city is being taken over by ice so uh yeah i can't wait for that movie um let's talk about the most controversial part of news in geekdom this Mm. week they finally released Bill Skarsgård's pictures as the reboot of The Crow, mm. Eric, Eric Drevin, um, to astounding boos from the audience of the internet. Um, he looks god-awful. Lots of comparisons to Jared Leto. In fact, Jared Leto was actually twin- treading on Twitter. X because yeah, of this. David, David Ayer actually retweeted this photo with the, the eyes emoji. Yep. But yeah, it looks... Very, very much with, the, with up to the tattoos and everything like Jared Leto's. It looks like it looks like they almost wanted to cast like Machine Gun Kelly or something. It looks um, like Machine Gun Kelly. But uh, I'm not going to judge this movie until I see it or at least see yep. a trailer and see how that looks. Because the thing about the first one is it was like it was a very cult movie. Um, a lot of that was the for the fact and also for a the lot fact of that, that was he the died. fact he died. Yeah, on set. Um, while he was engaged and his character in the movie was engaged and yep. dies. Um, so there's a lot of weird shit like Carlo, that. Yeah. Um, it was just very, it was a very cult movie and just gained a huge following ever since it was released. I know you didn't watch it till a few years ago and you were blown away when you finally watched it. Yeah. It's um, amazing. It's one of my favorite movies growing up. I remember when it came out, um, I went to the movie store like third weekend in a row and I wanted to run it for a third weekend in a row. My dad's like, I'm just going to buy you that movie. He's like, pick something else. <laughs> so he ended up just buying me the movie because I just <laughs> wanted to keep renting it when I was fucking, when did they come out? 94. So I was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, 11, 12, 11, whatever, yeah. 13. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm very hesitant. I love Skarsgård. He's great. Um, he's a great He's a great actor. I mean, we love him so, as Pennywise, so. And, I mean, they had to do something. They couldn't just redo The Crow and make him the same. Right. Uh, so they're just trying to update. I just hope I just hope it's good. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be as good as the original. It, I just want it to be somewhere in between the original and the second City of Angels. After that, they all went straight to DVD. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here's we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Last of Us. 
season two. I know you've played the game, so maybe you know this. Mm-hmm. Danny Romero's is the only actor that I know out of all these four that they've cast today into these roles. Danny Romero's was in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's playing the new yes. Falcon. Um, okay. He's playing Manny. I don't know who Manny. I don't know any of these characters in the second game. So I didn't get too far into the second game. Um, it's just one of those ones that's been on the back burner because I know what happens in the second game. I just don't want to put myself through that. Right. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll have more uh, Last of Us talk later, but yep. that's all I can say for now. Yep. Um, speaking of Roadhouse earlier, the original writer sues Amazon alleges the streamer used AI to replicate actors' voices. <laughs> Um, this movie's gonna be a pile of shit. Yep, yeah, uh, yeah it, 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 it is, and everybody's complaining about it. The director has boycotted it because of the theater release not happening. Well, um, you you know what happened with that, right? I can't remember. But yeah, bring they, it up again. Uh, long story short, is they're basically offered sixty million or eighty million. Eighty, take eighty million, and everyone gets paid more. You go straight to streaming. Sixty million, everyone gets paid less. You go to the theater. They mm-hmm. took the eighty, and then they still wanted to go to the theater. Um, so okay. that's their own fault. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, watching the original one really points out, like, he's supposed to be, like, a nobody, but in this movie, he's a fucking pro fighter. fighter. Like, he's supposed to have, like, mystery around him. Yeah. Um, So I'm really interested to see if they're going to, how they handle this remake. Um, Yeah, me too. It's probably going to be a pile of shit, but who knows? Amazon has made good movies, so. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um. AT&T, we talked about last week how the day before we recorded, they went out, their signal went out. Well, they ended up giving $5 credits to any all AT&T customers that were affected by this widespread service outage last week. And the internet was up in arms because $5 does not mean anything to having three hours of service disrupted. The internet's, <laughs> cra- the internet's fucking crazy. But $5 is $5. It, the, the reasoning being AT&T figured that $5 for an average line is what it costs when when it's um, when it's delayed like that, when it's not, when it's not out, so... That's fine. Five dollars is five dollars. It wasn't a big. It was all in the early morning. It wasn't really a big problem to most people. Um, I didn't even know. You didn't even know about it until, <laughs> I, until it was brought up on the internet. So, um, Apple canceled their long-term plans that they had for this Apple Car project. They were going to have an Apple Car, kind of like a Tesla that they were they've been doing for years, but they've uh, canceled all the team. They moved all the teams to that to general uh, general AI stuff that they're doing AI protocols. So. Rest in peace to the Apple Car that never, never was. Um, Apple, Apple Play, Apple Play, great. Um, if you have a car, um, that's great. But yeah, Apple Car, R.I.P. Um, AE Sports, the video games, laying off 670 people, and they also canceled an unannounced Star Wars uh, first-person shooter game. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know much about that. I'm not big into the video games behind-the-scenes stuff, but uh, yeah. Um, there. I don't know if you ever watched NCIS. I know my ex was into it quite heavily. A little bit, yeah. Yep. Um, and they're bringing a back a uh, NCIS spinoff series with uh, Michael Weatherly and Coda Coda DePablo, who are uh, two stars of the original uh, runs of that show. Um, it's going to be on Paramount Plus exclusively. So, um, also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, a sequel, is set for 2026. Um, the animated. I still haven't watched that, so I, I was gonna say have something you seen on that? my something on my it's list. Really I'm gonna watch. Um, I do want to see it because that's all I hear. Um, also, 2025. Liam Neeson's uh, Naked Gun has a release date. Um, it's gonna yes. be for Par- uh, Paramount, probably movie theater, not Paramount Plus. Um, but that yeah, be uh, awesome. 
It's so funny. Everybody complains about Liam Neeson being the new uh, Frank Drebin. He's really movie. fucking funny, though. Like the thing, and the thing about Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was a serious actor before they cast him in yeah. Airplane, and then he just she's so out there that his comedic timing was great and impeccable. Yep. That they cast him in every comedy after that. But it was just he was a serious. Yeah. Same as Liam Neeson. Very yep. funny in the moments that they, that they put they put him in, in, in in a very nonchalant kind of out there way. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to this next year. So, 2025, the year of awesome movie releases. So, we'll have to oh, God. see. Uh, Ray Donovan. I talk about how I want to see this show. Haven't seen an mm. episode of it. Um, Guy Ritchie is doing a spinoff coming to Paramount+. Plus. It's actually a spinoff. Uh, I don't know what happened at the end of the series. So I don't know if uh, Lea, uh, Liev is going to be back as uh, Ray Donovan or not. No idea. I think it's called The Donovans. It's based off the family, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I do want to get into that show. Um, I believe it's on Showtime or Max or one of those. Um, Tron Aries, third movie in the Tron series by Disney, um, starring Jared Leto. Uh, this has just started filming. They posted a picture of, uh, of it. Have you seen the first Tron and, and the new one? I haven't seen the new the, one. The original was in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, 80s with, uh, with, uh, 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 what's his name that was the bad guy in, uh, the first Iron Man. Jeff Bridges, right? Was yeah, it yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. And I think wasn't he in the second one also? Uh, I believe so. He was. Because it was called seen... Legacy. I think it was his son. I think it was about him and his okay, son. I didn't yeah. see the second one. I haven't seen. I the saw the first either. a long time ago. And I hear it's fantastic visually, but yeah, I haven't seen it. And Jared Leto's in the new one. Um, but yeah, uh, for posted the first picture. They just, they just started filming, I believe, this week or last week. So, um, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power showrunners have signed a new deal with Amazon. And already started making the third season. The second season hasn't even aired yet. So um, I am looking forward to the second season. Continuing this story. I love the Lord of the Rings lore. Um, we still haven't covered uh, Return of the King with Chris. I have all the notes yeah. ready to go. Um, by then <laughs> yeah. I probably have to watch it again. Because it's been over a year I think now. But um, Warner Brothers this shelved uh, Coyote versus Acme movie. It's just unbelievable that it's happening because even will forte mm -hmm. the star of the movie has come forward in interviews this week saying that it's super funny throughout visually stunning sweet sincere and emotionally resonant in a very earned way um everybody's praising this even john cena everybody's yeah. praising this movie and i just can't believe it's oh, not going to be seen the light of day. i can't believe no one decided to buy it or came right. to a deal with one like that's the part like if everyone loves it then why has no one bought it right it doesn't um, make sense unless they've tried to unless they've tried to buy it for whatever the tax write-off was 30 million unless they just in wb wants like 84 or something which wouldn't really make any sense for somebody buying it but right i don't know it maybe to, maybe to netflix but even netflix doesn't yeah. really pay that much but for fucking like that. it's already in the can if you don't want to spend money promoting it just put it on hbo max yeah finish it and put it on hbo who gives a shit the credit the credit is worth more i guess it's just yeah. weird um the only reason i'm bringing this up um Library of Congress, the Gershwin Prize for a Popular Song, is honoring Elton John and Bernie Taupin, um, and they're all. And this is coming out on April eighth. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because Metallica are going to be performing an Elton John song. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're going to perform. I know Elton has praised. He was actually when uh, I think it was one of the last times they were on Howard Stern. Um, he praised "Nothing Else Matters" as being just a like a, just a great composition of music. Um, and it actually made um, uh, James Hetfield cry on the show. Um, so I, I think in return, this is kind of them returning the favor. And um, I don't know what song they would do. Everybody's saying Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, but I don't think they should do that. I think they should do something slowed down because they're just great. The bitch is back. 
<laughs> or no, even I'm just like Rocket even, Man. Yeah, I, I think know, they should I, do like three or four songs and just mesh them up. Maybe in that, maybe in Medley. I don't know, but yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be one of the acts that are going to be uh, performing next month's uh, presentation. So that's actually cool. I, I can't wait to see how yeah. that works and what this what song they do. Um, Venom three set photo implies that the film is set right after Spider Man No Way Home because Tom Hardy is wearing the same exact shirt and uh, oh. and uh, and whole outfit that he wore at the end when he got sent back so, into. Uh, quick teach Ray Sports. What shirt is that he's wearing? Uh, I have team? No oh, oh uh, Golden State Warriors. Yep. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really look at the shirt, until now, <laughs> but the whole entire the whole entire movie is set in San Francisco, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Venom three. I don't know who's looking forward to that. I, Venom, second one, second Venom movie was okay. I will say that. I love the first. I like the second. I'm looking. I like. I just like Tom Hardy. I like Tom Hardy as the character. I just wish yeah. Sony could do a better story. Um. Speaking of Black Widow earlier, Ray Winstone, who played the villain, um, says he wanted his role recast after a soul-destroying MCU experience. So, there you go, Kevin. Pretty much proves your point that the movie was shit. Yeah, because he was in a movie that was pointless. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, speaking of movies that were pointless, the uh, star of Madame Web, who played one of the Spider-Girls, um, went on to a uh, bl- blaming the fans for the reason why the movie was bad. Uh, for the same reason that the Marvels or Birds of Prey have failed, because the male audience still hides a deep contempt for everything that is staring, starring strong, independent woman. I would be okay with that if the movie was good. Like uh, She has since is, debunked this. She never oh, said this. Okay, it's well, been debunked. Thank God, because that narrative is just god-awful. The, uh, the Snyder people were going after after this Lois Lane comment is really the protagonist. Superman is the symbol, but she is the ideal, blah, blah, blah. She never said any of that. And so she put out a tweet saying, I never said that shit, <laughs> basically. Oh, my God. I hate Twitter. I hate she was the being internet. attacked by the fucking, yeah, she was being attacked by Snyder people. However, this is the narrative <laughs> going around the internet that people just yep. uh, blame blame this. This it's, it's even though it was fake news, it's just real. It's what happens. It's it, yeah. I mean, anybody can put something like that out, and people will take it and run with it. Um, which is why I don't trust anything with the internet. Which is why when I saw this, I googled it, and nothing came up. And then, like the next day, she put out a statement about it. Okay. Okay. Um, and finally, in news, uh, yesterday was leap leap day. Happens every four years. Also happens to be the mechanical birthday of superman yes and james gunn who says it coincidentally and unplanned decided to release the first picture of the emblem of superman for superman yep. the movie which is and not superman legacy anymore is superman also remember yep. what i said when we first found out that james gunn was writing a superman movie or when mm-hmm. we first found out they were rebooting everything and i told you on this podcast we've never had a movie called superman we've had superman the movie Superman 2, 3, 4, of course. Yeah. We've never had just a movie called Superman. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that he ended up dropping Legacy. And now it is just Superman, which is awesome. Yeah, in his, statement, in his statement, he said, When I finished the first draft of the script, I called the film Superman Legacy. By the time I locked the final draft, it was clear the title was Superman. Yep. Making our way to July 2025. Yep. Um, I'm assuming, also, when he started this, this was when it was kind of going to be like an Elseworlds, like... Yeah. Separate from the DCEU, so he probably changed a shit ton of stuff once he got the job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just started filming yesterday. And uh, they also announced the casting of 
Wendell Pierce from The Wire as yes. Perry White, which is great. If you ever saw The Wire, which we talked about, Wendell Pierce yep. is one of the de- detectives. Very funny in the show. Funny moments. Very down to earth. Yep. Um, uh, he's going to be playing Perry White. So you're going to have an African American Perry White in the movie. Did you see that tweet I sent to the group chat? Where somebody in 2011, when they were casting for Man of Steel, said that he wanted him as Perry White, but he's too young. <laughs> and then they just, somebody found it. And wow. uh, so, yeah, that guy's getting like retweeted all over the place now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, great casting. Um, so great that's it for news. So that's it for news. So let's get into the spoilers for Dune Part 2. Like I mentioned, I'll mention it again. Um, I think this movie is the first time I've actually had the feeling leaving the theater of Empire Strikes Back. Um, being the second movie of Star Wars, the reason, like, I'll explain my reasoning, but being the reason, like, Empire was such an epic, epic adventure, left off with an epic cliffhanger, and it, it kind of finished the story, started a story. Um, very, very much emotion, very much uh, sci-fi. Everything that Empire was, I thought Dune touched that in different ways. However, it was very parallel. Um, visually, from the very first scene of this movie to the very last scene, it's just stunning. There's scenes where they're knocking helicopters out of the sky and people are walking across the screen as the helicopter's crashing in the background and just a big explosion happens. Just visually, visually stunning parts of this mm-hmm. movie. A um, big wide scape, wide, wide screen scapes of this movie just look stunningly beautiful um, in the desert. And it's the whole entire movie is set in orange color. So it's very, yep. very, it's very cool um, when you actually see the color of flames and, and shit. So, um, But the reason we're doing the spoiler review is because I want to know more about the story so far, what they kind of haven't touched or, or kind of explained a little mm-hmm. bit more. And maybe where the story is going without getting into too many spoilers for the next part. Because this is obviously... It did have a cliffhanger ending to Paul Atreides finally yep. taking on this uh, big messiah complex at the end. And being this uh, everybody, this person that everybody starts to worship at the end. Yep. Um, so yeah, tell me, tell me what, what well, I'm doing. What I'm first off, here. Uh, first off, I want to talk about a few things about this movie. Um, Austin Butler. Yep. Fantastic. Fucking terrifying. Yep. The fact that last year he did Elvis and then he immediately started shooting this. Yep. Fucking terrifying. Yep. I was sitting next to, I don't know if you noticed the girl in the seat next to me. After his initial scene where he cuts that girl's throat and he says the blade isn't sharp enough. After that scene, every time he was on the screen, she covered her eyes. Every time. Wow. Um, that whole gladiator montage with him fighting the last of Paul's like family or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Of course it starts off with, uh, they don't know if Paul's dead or alive. Um, right. the bad guys. Um, Paul, I thought was awesome in this movie. Um, really just great performances by everyone. Uh, it was a great ensemble. Um, but you want to get into like Messiah and what's coming up. Messiah is the third book in the in the in yes. this franchise. It's the right? second book. It's the second book, third okay. movie. Okay. Okay. Um, because they split the first book into two movies. Uh, that's what, that's um, what, that was my first question. So, so we got the timeline of the yes. books. Um, now the history of the books. Now the the last book that the the original author did was book five, correct? 
And then the five sun or took. Six. It came out in 1985. Whichever one and, came out in 1985 was. The and then the sun. And then the sun took over the kind of like yeah. Tolkien. The sun took over the franchise. I think it was. I think. I think he did five, and the sun did four. Because I think okay. there's nine books total. Um, and that's when it gets into some weird shit. Right. Um, real quick. Um, I'm not going to spoil much about Messiah. Obviously, you'll probably forget all this anyways by then. But story wise, so Dune is the last of us dune 2 is the last of us part 2 um okay times 10 um because this whole story he only wrote the second book because people didn't understand the message of the first book which is about a false prophet that's the whole story is about a false prophecy right and that's what this Um, movie kind of tackled quite a bit actually yes a little bit um because i heard denny in an interview talking about how he wanted to approach it not knowing if they're going to do Messiah and just so you kind of know what's going to happen in the future um, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Quick, this movie quickly. Can I ask go. you a question? Has, has Denny talked about, is the sequel going to be called Messiah of uh, part three? He just, re- he just calls it the third movie. Okay. Um, okay. Right. Now. I was wondering, I was wondering um, what the, what the part, what they were going to do. But a lot of people say that, um, Paul is basically Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Paul is Anakin Skywalker. Yep. He's yep. not Luke at yep. all. Um, in the second book, third movie, we'll get into that. Um, you know, of course, at the end, he he aligns with the princess. But he yep. still, uh, still says to Zendaya, I'll love you till the day I stop breathing or whatever, till the day I die. Yep. Um, that's a big part of Messiah is he's trying to start a family. But that entire side, like the princess, they all try to like backstab him because to that to them, he's still the enemy. Yeah. So he does have children with Zendaya. It's very Game of Thrones ish that way where he just sneaks around and just he's okay. married, but whatever. Which is why the next book is Children of Dune, which is like their kids. And it gets into some weird, weird shit. Um right. at one point in the story, I think it's in Children of Dune, his son becomes part sandworm. Yeah, oh. so he's basically like King of the Sandworms type stuff. Um, so that's how heavy into sci-fi it's going to go if they go further than Messiah. Um, but yeah, Messiah, I think, is going to fuck a lot of people up with how they perceive these people. Um, another big thing with the books is Duncan, who is played by Jason Momoa in the first one, yeah. gets resurrected like multiple times over the years. Like The story of Dune takes place over 10,000 years. And he ends up, like I think at one point he's married... Like, his clone or whatever, his resurrected body, clone, whatever, is married to Paul's sister, who, of course, is still in the womb in this movie. Right. Um, so you get into some played real weird by, shit. Played by Anna Taylor-Joy. On Anna Taylor-Joy. They added her at the last minute, and I was like, huh. And then as soon as I saw like the him communicating with the child, I'm like, I bet it's going to be her, whatever, oh, yeah. and it ended up being her. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I assume she'll probably be a part of the third one as far as the... Uh, the flash forwards go, but she'll only be a small child if she's even out of the womb at that point. I assume she will be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Messiah. I hope Denny does like one movie in between just to kind of cleanse himself. Cause like he said, he literally has been on Arrakis since 2018. Like he has literally been living in this world since then. I think he should step away, do a passion project or something. Unless Messiah would be his passion project, but just kind of get out of this world for a little while, let it breathe, and in five years we'll get another movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Dune Part Two, I think my favorite part of the movie was him riding the snake and like how it was shot, where you basically felt like you were with him the entire time. Um, it almost looked like he was. It almost looked like he was floating in the sand. You didn't see the snake yeah. at all. Like you didn't see the top. Yep. It almost like it was just floating across the sand like a that, wave. And the entire film is just this huge score you just you feel the yep. score like in your bones literally our seats were shaking and then the last fight with austin butler it was silence yep which is what they did in the dark knight rises which is one of my favorite scenes in that and i fucking when they dropped the sound out of that and it was just the two guys fighting with sort uh, with uh knives mm-hmm. fucking incredible the way that whole scene was shot choreographed everything about it um i love this movie yeah it's great um, I'm gonna go see it next week. Um, give your rating for this movie. What, like you've been you 24 hours out. <laughs> yeah, it's, give me your rating. It's a five. It's a five. It's a five. It's a five. The entire time I was watching it too. Like a lot of times, I'll be like sitting there and watching it and be like, oh, I think I'm gonna give this a what. Like I'll be thinking about the score in my head me too. a lot of times. Like with Scream, Scream was the obvious one because for most of that movie, I was like, this might be the second best Scream movie. Then the third act happened to drop it from a four and a half to a three and a half. Um, but this movie, I didn't think about it once. I just knew once I left the theater, I was like, it's a five all day for me. Yep, I'd give it a five. 10 if I could, but yeah, it's yeah. the highest score we can give it. It's a five and it's just, uh, incredible. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it more when you come back or probably yeah. in the next couple of weeks, but I'm going to watch that and I'm going to watch Dune one, which I haven't watched yet in, in a while. Mm. I'm going to watch that. I'm glad. Weekend. I'm glad I watched that to refresh everything. Cause it's, I saw it obviously in theaters, I saw it on Max, and I saw it one other time after I bought it, but that time I was only half paying attention. So it's been like a year and a half since I've seen it. The other question I have for you before we sign off. Yes. Will this make you want to go back and watch the original Dune movie by David Lynch? I was actually going to bring that up. I plan to watch it this weekend. Um, I was wondering. Because I knew... You know more about the lore now. I knew more about the lore, and when we were doing it the first time, I knew Dune was going to be only one part. So I stopped paying attention around the time I thought Dune would cut off at part one. Okay. So I want to see how they handle the second half of this. From what I remember, everything that happens in the second movie happens in like a 20 minute to 30 yeah. minute time frame yeah. in Dune 1984. Yeah. Um, but now that I know more about the lore and everything, I think I'll at least appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I just want to see the differences now that the whole saga, or at least that part of the saga has been done. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to find the uh, miniseries actually. That'd be something mm-hmm. to try to find. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a epic movie. It's on the, our list of epic movies now, and uh, can't wait to see where this series goes. And Denny is just a great, great director, um, and visually just stunning fucking movie. Yep. Visually and audibly, Frazier, movie, like you mentioned, it just sounds amazing too. Oh my god! Well, yeah, Zammer doing the soundtrack. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, the whole. It's just Casting. an experience. This movie is an experience. Yeah. And we haven't had too many experienced movies, especially since, like, maybe the Marvel movies, but this is just something totally different. I was going to say, uh, No Way Home was probably the last experienced yeah. movie. Yep. Um, but, yeah, this is a movie. You just feel this movie, and there's not a lot of movies yeah. you feel anymore either. So you just feel this movie yeah. from, to your bone. Yep. Um, so that's it for the show. Uh, Kevin's is going on vacation next week, but we're going to try to do just keep up with the news so we don't have a bin- bunch of news when yep. we come back. I'll probably be able to watch some stuff. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on some stuff too. Uh, when, yep. when you come back, we got Roadhouse, we got Ghostbusters, we got a lot of shit we're gonna cover. 
uh, within that that first week of you being back. So we're, you're gonna have yeah. a chock chock full episode, but we'll we'll cover the we'll cover the news up until then. So, um, so yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. Maybe a brief episode, but we'll uh, we'll we'll keep you informed. So until then, uh, peace. Later.